You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Genesis chapter 39 and verse number 20. The Bible says, And Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. In verse 23, the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. You may be seated. We began our series on the life of Joseph a few weeks ago. In the first week, we talked about Joseph and his dreams. And uh, we've come a long way already in our study from Joseph and his dreams. The next week, we talked about Joseph being sold by his brothers. And you may have had a rough childhood and your siblings probably beat up on you and told on you and all that, but you didn't have it as bad as Joseph did, I'll guarantee you. They wanted to kill him, they were getting ready to, but they, as a last resort, they sold him as a slave, which was a death sentence. They they knew they'd never see him again. They knew he probably would never live to come back and find them. But we talked about Joseph being sold by his brothers. Then last week, we discussed and we covered the story of Joseph in Potiphar's house. And you know, things were looking up for Joseph. Uh, He was uh, promoted in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar was the general for Pharaoh and Pharaoh's army, and things were looking good, and Joseph had a lot of blessings, and then somebody decided to lie about Joseph. Somebody decided to slander Joseph, and of course, you know the story from last week, Potiphar's wife, she tried to uh, entice Joseph to sin, He refused, and then she lied about him, and she claimed that he had assaulted her. And Joseph was taken by Potiphar, and he was put in prison. That's where we get to the story here in the scripture that Brother Dan read for us in Genesis 39. It says in verse 20 that Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. Notice what it says, a place, verse 20, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. Now, that's not a place I want to be. That's not a place you want to be. That was not a place that Joseph wanted to be. But we're going to see this morning and in the weeks to come, we're going to see that was exactly the place where God wanted and God needed Joseph to be. Lord, I pray you'd help us as we look at your word. Speak to us and may the scripture that we uh, cover this morning, Lord, may it come alive. I pray that we would not tune out because of the familiarity of the passage, but I pray we would allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and help us and lead us and guide us into all truth this morning. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Joseph is in prison. You say, Pastor, I've never been in prison. I've never been in jail, and I'm glad you have not been. Maybe some of you have been. I'm thankful you're here today. Um, I uh, have the opportunity to go and to visit the jails, and I'll tell you what, 
from what I see, it's not a place I'd ever want to be. But we're not talking about that kind of a place. We're talking about in Egypt where it was a foreign place. We're talking about a place where in this same prison, we'll read in chapter 40, there were two other men put there. One of them was executed just uh, on a whim. One of them was just executed because Pharaoh decided to execute him. Joseph was in prison, he was in bondage, and he was in chains, and his life was still in danger. Joseph would not have chosen to be in prison, but God had a plan for Joseph's life. Joseph was not in prison because of any wrongdoing. He was not in prison because of any crime he had committed. He was in prison because he tried to do what was right, tried to be honest. He tried to be pure. He tried to be holy. He tried to be godly. And he, in, in turn, for all of that, he was put into prison. I'm sure Joseph could have questioned God. I'm sure Joseph could have doubted God. I'm sure Joseph could have said, Lord, if I'm trying to live for you and I'm trying to serve you, then why does this happen? And maybe you've been there before. Maybe you're there today and you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a place where I feel like I'm in a prison or maybe say, I feel like I'm in a pit or I feel like I've been betrayed or I feel like I've been lied about. I feel like I've tried to do what's right and yet it seems like things are not working out like what they should. I'd like for you to notice in this passage, number one, Joseph in prison, he still trusted God. Joseph's trust for God stayed strong, it stayed true, it stayed firm. You say, how do you know that? Look at verse number 21. The Bible says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Verse 23, the middle of the verse, because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Can I tell you this? No matter what you go through, when you feel like things are not turning out like what you expected or what you anticipated or what you dreamed or what you planned. When things don't work out like you think, can I remind you, you can still trust Almighty God. God is still in control. God is still on the throne. God is still sovereign. God has not been taken by surprise. God has not uh, been caught off guard. God knows where you are. As a matter of fact, God only, not only knew where Joseph was, it was God's plan for Joseph to be in that very spot. You say, how come? Notice chapter 40. The Bible says in verse 1, it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butler and against the chief of the baker. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where who? Joseph was bound. No accidents with God. No coincidence here. That was exactly where God needed that butler and that baker to be because that's where God had put Joseph and Joseph was already respected. Joseph was already trustworthy. The Bible tells us that they had put Joseph in charge of the prisoners. So the butler and the baker, they're put in prison. Guess who comes to check on them every day? Guess who walks by their cell and says, hey guys, how's everything going today? You doing all right? 
uh, everything okay? It was Joseph. Joseph then develops a friendship. He develops a relationship with the butler and the baker. Remember, they've been in the palace. Joseph hasn't been there yet. He's been in Potiphar's house. He's been working with the general for Pharaoh, but he's never been under Pharaoh, and that's where he's going to be very soon. So the Bible tells us, number one, that Joseph trusted God. But secondly, I see that Joseph was trusted. Joseph was trusted uh, by the, uh, the, the, the prison guards. Joseph was trusted by those uh, in the prison. Joseph earned trust. I'll say this morning, I believe the most dependable people on the planet ought to be Christian people. The most honest people at your workplace ought to be the Christians. It ought to be you. The most uh, 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 honest and the most sincere and the hardest working and the most trustworthy people in our society, in our city, uh, at the grocery store, uh, at the restaurant, on the ball field, wherever you go, the most dependable people ought to be Christians. You know why? Because there's something different about us. Not because we're better than anybody else, but because we've got someone living inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit of God that lives and indwells us, and we're not our own. We've been bought with a price. Therefore, we're to glorify God in everything we say and do. Number one, the trust in God. Secondly, Joseph was trusted. Joseph was dependable. But then I see next, I see the dreams of the butler and the baker. The Bible says in verse 5, they dreamed a dream, each man his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. Now, I said it already, there's no accidents with God. There's no coincidences. The butler and the baker, they each have a dream. And it was on the same night. And they just so happened to be in a prison where there was a man named Joseph who could interpret the dreams for them. Remember Joseph? He had some dreams of his own. He had the dream of those sheaves bowing down and worshiping him. He had the dreams of the sun, the moon, and the stars uh, uh, doing reverence to him. God had given Joseph dreams already. And now the butler and baker have dreams. And Joseph comes the next day in verse 6. He came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. Verse 7, he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him, in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore, look ye so sadly today. You know what's amazing about Joseph? Joseph was not a selfish person. He was not a self-centered person. Joseph is in prison. He could have felt sorry for himself. He could have been bitter. He could have been, uh, uh, you know, pouting. He could have been uh, in misery. And he could have been uh, having a pity party. But Joseph looks at the other prisoners and says, Hey, guys. What's, what's wrong? Why are you sad? Man, hey, what can I do to help you? What, what's the problem? He, he sees that they're sad and he asks them in verse number eight, they said unto him, we have dreamed a dream and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me, I pray you. Joseph says, hey guys, I got good news for you. God has the answer. God knows what's going on in your life. Your dreams, you don't understand it, but God does. 
And friend, I want to tell you this morning, you may not understand what's going on in your life, but God sure does. You may not have the answers, but I know who does. God has the answers to whatever you're facing. And so the chief butler tells the dream. And he's got a dream that there's a vine that's growing and there's uh, grapes, uh, three branches, and there's grapes and clusters of grapes. And he's got Pharaoh's cup in his hand and he squeezes those grapes into Pharaoh's cup and serves it to Pharaoh. Joseph said, hey, I got good news for you, Mr. Butler. After three days, Pharaoh's going to lift up your head and he's going to restore you back to your position. You're going to get to be the king's butler again. Wow, that was good news. So the baker says, hey, Joseph, how about my dream? And he tells him his dream. And he's got three baskets stacked up on top of his head. And that top basket's got some bread and it's got some pastries and got some goodies. And, and, and in his dream, the birds came. <laughs> the birds started picking the bread out of that basket that was on his head. And Joseph says to the baker, he says, um, you're not going to like this one, buddy. But after three days, Pharaoh's going to lift up your head too. But he's going to lift your head off your body. He's going to execute you. He said, and you're going to be hung and the birds are going to come and they're going to eat your flesh. Wow. Say, man, he could have sugar-coated that a little bit. And can I tell you, I think we ought to be kind to people. Amen, that's a good thing to do. Be ye kind one to another. But can I tell you why Joseph didn't change the message? Because it wasn't his message, it was God's message. And you and I, we don't change the truth. Now, we, we're, we're kind, we're compassionate, we love people, we ought to look to be an encouragement and be a blessing. But I'll tell you one thing we don't do around here. We don't change the book. You don't change the truth. You don't twist the truth. And I don't change the truth just to fit our lifestyle. We change our lifestyle to match up with the truth. And Joseph said, hey, I got to tell you, this is what God has for you. The Bible tells us that after three days, here we go, it was Pharaoh's birthday. Imagine that. And on his birthday, Pharaoh has a feast. He has a big party for all of his workers. And on that day, he decides to bring back the chief butler and he puts him back in his position and he gets the chief baker and he indeed he hangs him and the chief butler or the chief baker is executed and joseph's interpretations came true god gave joseph the interpretation and god showed uh, a joseph what was going to happen in the future but notice with me if you would in verse number 23 yet did not the chief butler, remember Joseph. Now, hang on. Go back with me, if you would, to verse number 14. Joseph interpreted the dream for the chief butler, and he only had one request. He said, I just got one favor to ask of you. He said, would you please remember me? Would you please put in a good word for Pharaoh because I'm in this prison? I shouldn't be here. I was falsely accused. Uh, my brothers, they sold me as a slave and I'd like to get back home. I'd like to see my dad. I'd like to get my life back. I'm stuck in this place. And would you please remember me? One request. Guess what? The chief butler forgot that Joseph existed. 
Now, I will tell you, I could see the first day, right? I mean, just the excitement for that chief butler. I'm out of prison. I'm out of jail. You know, he might have been singing that song like a bird out of prison that's taking its flight. Thank God I'm free. I don't know what he was doing. I could understand the first day. I could understand the first couple days. But don't you think at some point that chief butler would say, oh, yeah, Joseph. My man, the guy that helped me, the guy that interpreted my dream down to the very detail, down to the very day, I need to do something for him. But he didn't. Can I tell you, that might be where you are today. Maybe you feel like you have been forgotten. You say, I, I've, I've experienced some betrayal, or I've experienced, I feel like I've been in a pit, or I've been in a prison, but pastor, I feel like sometimes... I feel like I've been forgotten. And maybe it's by people that you have poured your life into. Maybe it's your children who don't speak to you. Maybe it's a brother or a sister, or maybe it's a, a neighbor, or maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's someone that you were so close to, you did so much, and you tried to do everything you could to make that relationship right, and, and they have forgotten that you even exist. The phone never rings. The emails never come. The letters are never delivered. The visits are done. You say, Pastor, I sometimes feel like I've been forgotten. I feel like I've been forsaken. I feel like that the people I've poured my life into, I feel like the people that I loved and the people that were closest to me, I feel like they've turned their back on me. I'd say Joseph felt that way by his brothers. And I think Joseph felt that way now by the chief butler. In verse 23, it says, Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forget him. Number one, we see the trust in God. Number two here, we see the tragedy. The tragedy is that Joseph was forgotten. The butler forgot he existed. He said, well, pastor, how long did that go on? Notice chapter 41 and verse 1. It came to pass at the end of two full years. Joseph spent over 700 days in prison because somebody forgot about him. Maybe you're here and you say, pastor, I've been forgotten. I feel like I've been betrayed. I feel like somebody let me down. I feel like somebody didn't deliver. I feel like somebody made me a promise. Somebody made me a commitment and they did not do what they said they would. That might be true, but I've got some good news for you. There is somebody who has not forgotten about you for one second, one minute, for one hour, for one day. Somebody who has never forgotten you Somebody who made a promise to you and he will deliver his promise. Somebody who loves you. Somebody who cares for you. Somebody who knows what you're going through. His name is Jesus. He loves you with an everlasting love. He cares about you. He knows what you're going through. He wants us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. The Bible tells us also in this book of Genesis, the Bible says, but God remembered Noah. But God remembered Abraham. But God remembered Rachel, 1 Samuel. But God remembered Hannah, Psalm 136. 
that God who remembered us in our low estate, when you were at the bottom of the barrel, when you were in the pit, when you were in the dungeon, when it seemed like there was no way out, when it seems like there was no help in sight, I'm glad that God remembered us. He has not forgotten you, and he never will forget you. You can count on that. Number one, I see the trust. Number two, the tragedy. Joseph was forgotten by man. Oh, but he was not forgotten by God. And then number three, I see in verse chapter 41, I see the timing. The timing. Now, I don't like this timing. You know, as a matter of fact, I don't like any timing where I have to wait. I don't like to wait for five minutes. I don't like to wait for five hours. I don't like to wait for five days, five months. I thought, no, I don't, I don't want to wait. And some of you are more patient and some of you are more long-suffering, but I don't like to wait, especially when I feel like I'm in the middle of a trial. You ever been there? You're in the middle of a storm. You've got a burden that it just seems like it's not getting better. It's getting worse and worse. And you think, why doesn't God get me out of this? Notice the timing. Not our timing, but God's timing. Chapter 41, verse 1. It came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. Oh, hang on. It's getting good now. Because Pharaoh has a dream. And Joseph knows how to interpret dreams through the power of God. And Pharaoh has a dream. And in one night, Pharaoh has two dreams. He has one dream. He wakes up. He goes back to bed. And he has another dream. And he wakes up in the morning. And he says, this is not good. He said, I don't have a good feeling about this dream. So he calls all of his magicians. He calls all of his wise men. And he says, guys, here's my dream. I need you to interpret it. And all the wise men in all of Egypt said, Pharaoh, we don't know. Not a good answer if you're employed by Pharaoh and he wants to know something, you say, we don't know. His dream, I'll get to it in a moment, but his dream that he had, two dreams, same night, he's telling the magicians and he's telling the wise men and they say, we don't know. Guess who happens to be in the vicinity? Chief Butler. And Chief Butler says, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. As a matter of fact, he says to Pharaoh, he says, I remember my faults this day. He said, uh, Pharaoh, uh, please don't hang me like you hang the baker, but you're going to want to after I tell you what I forgot to tell you. You remember when you let me out of prison and you restored me? You're not going to believe this, Pharaoh. There was a guy in the prison, a Hebrew, and he interpreted my dream down to the very detail. And Pharaoh, he actually asked me to like mention it to you, uh, but that was two years ago, so sorry about that. But anyway, maybe we could call him. You know what Pharaoh says? Let's get him right now. The Bible says they called for him. And he came hastily, and uh, Joseph shaved himself and changed his raiment and came in unto Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, verse 15, I've dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. If I would have been Joseph, I would have said, 
Pharaoh, excuse me, I've got one thing I need to do before I talk to you. I'd have gone over to that chief butler and I'd have given that guy a knuckle sandwich like he's never had in his life. Say, thanks a lot, you big jerk. I've been in that prison for two years, thanks to you. Get you a pad of sticky notes or do something, but you got to remember important stuff like this. And then I would have, and again, I'm not, but if I'd have gone to, if I'd have been Joseph, I'd have gone to Pharaoh and said, now, Pharaoh, you're absolutely right. I will interpret this dream. But hang on, before I do, I want it in writing. I'm getting out of prison if I interpret your dream. You know, that's kind of humanly speaking what we would say. I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. I need a favor. I need to get out of prison. But that's not Joseph's attitude. Notice what he says. Pharaoh says, I heard you can interpret dreams. And Joseph said, actually, no. He said, it's not in me. I can't. But I know somebody who can. He said, God can give you the interpretation. And friend, I want to remind you, Joseph, in his, in his prison, in his state, in his uh, 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 persecuted state, Joseph was still a man that said, I'm going to give all the glory to God. There's nothing special about me. It's all, anything good in my life is because of him. And friend, I want to remind you, anything good in your life is because of God as well. So Pharaoh tells Joseph the dream. And here's the dream. Same night, two dreams. Pharaoh said, I was, I was sleeping. He said, in my dream, seven cows, the, the word is kine, K-I-N-E, which is a, uh, an old word, for, a plural for cow. And he said, there were seven kine, seven cows that came up. He said, they were fat. Uh, they were healthy. They came up out of the river and they were eating in the meadow. And it was just, it was a beautiful sight. But then in that dream, something happened. Out of the river, there came seven thin kind, seven thin cows. They were not healthy. They were not fat. They were sickly. And those seven ate the fat cows. And he said, here's the problem. Once they got done eating the, the fat cows, you couldn't tell. It was like, wait, what just happened? This isn't good. Then he woke up and he went back to sleep. And in the next dream, same night, there were seven ears of corn. These ears of corn were healthy and they were, uh, they were good to look at, good to eat. And those seven ears came up, but then there came up seven ears of corn that were thin and that were, were dry and that were weak and sickly. And they came up and they devoured the seven healthy ears of corn. And so Pharaoh's like, what's going on here? And Joseph... The Bible tells us in verse number 25, Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. See, here's what's amazing. Is God's timing in all of this was absolutely perfect, down to the minute. You see, the chief butler and the chief baker, they had to be in a place where Joseph could meet them. And Joseph had to go to the prison so that he could meet these guys. And these guys had to have dreams. And Joseph had to interpret those dreams so that when the chief butler was restored and he was there two years later, when Pharaoh had a dream, the chief butler could say, Pharaoh, I know a guy that can interpret your dream. Now, from the humanly perspective, the timing was terrible. You know why? 
Because when Joseph was sold by his brothers, he was 17 years old. Right now in Genesis 41, he's 30. And can I tell you, 17 years, that's a long time. Two years to be in prison and being forgotten by the chief butler, that's a long time. Humanly speaking, the timing was terrible. But from the heavenly perspective, from God's point of view, the timing was absolutely perfect. I want to tell you, number one, you can trust God. Number two, even when tragedy comes, like it came for Joseph, you can still trust God. But number three, I want to say this, God's timing is always perfect. God's never late. God's never early. God's never in a hurry. God knows exactly where you need to be, when you need to be there, and God has a way of orchestrating everything down to the very second for your good and for his glory. We will see in the life of Joseph as we continue, we will see God's plan is not done. It's just getting started. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.